0: You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Robert is in Indianapolis. Hi, Robert. How are you? Good. How are you today? Better than I deserve. What's up? Great. So I had a question for you.
1: Um, my wife and I have for several years been thinking about buying a vacation property overseas, uh, specifically in Paris. Um, it's been a, a long-term dream. Cool. And uh, with the pandemic and whatnot, we we found that, you know, this might actually be more workable than we thought before. And we might be in a financial position to do so. Um, we've got full-time jobs and kids, so it wouldn't be something that we'd use more than initially about eight weeks a year.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But um, I, I We've had a hard time transitioning from earning to enjoying, and mm-hmm. we just aren't really sure that this makes financial sense for us at this point in time. So I want to get your opinion on that.
0: Okay. What's the apartment cost? Uh, about $1.1 $1. 1 And what's your net worth? Uh, just short of $10 million. Okay. All right. Well, that's a very reasonable ratio. And you'd be paying cash for it, I assume? Yes. Good. Okay. All right. So you're going to send, spend 10% of your net worth on a toy? Yep. I think that's reasonable. I don't have a problem with it.
1: seems with like it. a very big jump.
0: It, 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 it is a big toy. So I have uh, a couple of properties that are not my main residence. Um, the very first time I did this, I bought a $103,000 lake house and when i pulled that 103,000 out uh, and it wasn't much of a house as you might imagine but it was on the lake shut up and there was a dock so be quiet and so which is all i wanted i just wanted a place to camp near the boat right but uh, it was a little bitty brick house and a uh, cute little house and i pulled that money out of my mutual funds and i broke out into a cold sweat it was really hard for me to do that's what you're experiencing except you got another zero on it right that, that's that's pretty much exactly it. I, we, we've
1: just found it, like I said, very hard to, to think that psychological change from, from earning to enjoying and, and not get, letting things get out of control, which is yeah. probably where we're a little uncomfortable with the idea. Yeah.
0: The thing that Sharon and I do and that we teach to high net worth individuals all the time, two things will help you with that. Uh, one is uh, ratios. And the ratio is that you're spending 10% of your net worth on this. So the way we look at ratios is this, for a toy, a luxury item. If we put that much money in the middle of the kitchen table and set it on fire, would our life change? Answer, in your case, no, it would not change. Not much. You know, other than you'd have a severe depression over having burned a million dollars in the middle of your table. But <laughs> but I'm saying mathematically, mathematically, you didn't ruin your life. Now, let's say you put $5 million in there. Now I'm starting to worry about this is not a good idea. You follow me on the ratios? Sure, exactly. Now, if you put $5 million in there and your net worth is $500 million, once again, we're not really worried about it. Neither. OK, see, see yeah. what ratios do. Right. And so when they say that, you know, so and so builds a, a, a billion dollar house, but they have a net worth of two hundred billion dollars, the ratio is that's not spit, even though that's a lot of freaking money for a house. Right. So ratios are one thing. And in your case, that's why I was real comfortable with that the second thing that we do is also on ratios. We always watch our generosity. And we want to make sure that we are giving and that we're filling up the Ramsey Family Foundation and we're doing other stuff to help other people uh, that is equal to our luxury spending or greater. And that also tells me that I'm spiritually balanced and in check. This is not all about me. I'm not in hedonism mode where if I just get more stuff, I'll be happy. And you're not that guy either. I can hear it in his voice. Can't you, George?
1: Yeah. He's not, he's not a lavish guy. This is something they've worked really hard for, and you said it's been a lifelong dream, Robert. And so—and it's not a car. I mean, this is a house, so this is going to hopefully hold its value over time. I would think. It's not a depreciating Lamborghini. Uh, yeah. And so I feel good about huh. this, this purchase. It's just the emotions that you're dealing with that's really the, the hindrance here.
0: And the, I guess the third thing yeah. that kind of mixes in there for a guy like you and a guy like me that knows numbers is uh, the, the, uh, a second home, a luxury item, never makes mathematical sense never Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you can never buy a yacht and figure out what it costs you per hour to use it it'll make you throw up you can never buy a lake house and figure out this cost me so much a night to stay here when i stay at the lake house which i've got a lake house if i ever add that up it just will make my head hurt, make my head explode, right? But it's not about that. It doesn't make sense. You'd be better off to rent a B&B, Airbnb. You'd be better off to rent something a thousand times before you bought. You, can, you could, you could yep. rent an apartment eight weeks a year in Paris for the rest of your life and still not spend a million dollars. Exactly, and, and you'd probably laugh at the car I drive because that's the juxtaposition there is what
1: what gets uh, gets me,
0: yeah. And yeah, getting there. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense financially. A fifty thousand dollar car doesn't make sense financially because, like you said, both of the five hundred dollar car, the five thousand dollar car, will still get me to the exact same location at pretty much the same time with pretty much the same reliability. And so exactly. it doesn't. It, it, it the point is, is you've earned it. And you can enjoy it while you balance it with ratios and generosity. And if you do all those things, it'll help you walk through this spiritually and emotionally, because that's really all you're struggling with. Am I agree Are you agreed? Absolutely. No, I agree. Now, is I it a good time that, to buy real estate in Paris? Stuff. Is it? Is it sucking over there? I don't know. Well,
1: it, it's not as strong as it has been in the past. It hasn't run up like it has here in the United States lately. So you can get, um, well, I mean, what we would consider is something decent and, and a good section of Paris for. Yeah.
0: Uh, I know it's not measured forward. in square footage; it's probably measured in hectares or something. But what's the uh, square footage you get for a thousand bucks and or for a million bucks in Paris?
1: Well, it, it depends what part of the city you're in. I know, but what are you looking at? About. About 800 square feet.
0: Yeah, okay. So it's it's like uh, comparative to Manhattan. Yeah, roughly speaking, New yeah. York, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, okay. Robert, I'm just curious.
1: How did you get to a $10 million net worth? What was the key? Well, you know, I... When I was young, my father worked in the aviation industry in the 80s and the 90s, where it was up and down, just like crazy. And, and I remember growing up when I was in middle school where, I, you know, things were not good. I, I could tell that my parents were concerned, even if they didn't really communicate, that there might be a job loss in the future. And and I, I learned very young that I was not going to... Be in a position where someone else or some other circumstance controlled my life like that.
0: Um, so, so you didn't, in you didn't inherit money. any of this money? No. What's no. your career field? Uh, engineering. Okay. Number one of uh, Baby Steps Millionaires, number one in the millionaire study that we did. Um, so you just invested yeah. like
1: crazy over the course of your career? Yeah, when I graduated, I realized that, you know, if I was earning 30 and I saved 10, that was, you know, some time that I could buy back for myself. But if I was saving 20, I could buy back more time. So I I dialed down my spending when I was young, really low.
0: How old are you? And just packed it away and saving uh, 45. Wow, you slammed it. Well done. Good job, man. Maybe a little too much. but No, I, I think, well, yeah, you, may, you, you do need to loosen up now because you've not practiced the enjoyment muscle, and you may not have practiced the generosity muscle enough. Both of those muscles may be underdeveloped. And so the enjoyment muscle and the generosity muscle need to come with the saving and investing muscle. All three muscles must be built to have a good life with money. And uh, it's actually what we talk about in this new book a lot, Mm -hmm. in Baby Steps Millionaires. I talk about this stuff a lot. There's a lot of the same things we just talked about with him. And, uh, by the way, it went on pre-sale today if you're joining us late in the hour here. Thanks, Robert. That was a great discussion. Awesome. $10 million, 45 years old. Amazing. Buy a million-dollar, 800-square-foot flat in Paris. Not a call I've ever gotten in 30 (laughs) years.